Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Were you surprised by the reaction yesterday to that report? I don't know that surprise is the word. I mean, it's the next logical step in a dysfunctional relationship that's been in existence for at least the last nine months or so, ever since Mac Jones realized that he went from one of the great offensive minds in football to this Frankenstein monster that Bill Belichick decided <laughs> to put together, right? I mean, we saw this coming, although we didn't criticize it the way we should have because Bill Belichick merits a certain amount of deference. If any other coach had been taking long-term, long-time defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, making him the offensive coordinator and, and a special teams coordinator – in Joe Judge and making him quarterback's coach, we'd have been saying, what the hell is this person thinking? And we kind of said, I know, I did a little bit restrained and limited with Belichick, but we still gave him the benefit of the doubt. But it was a total disaster. Robert Kraft admitted it last week. It was a disaster. And Mac Jones was the one who had his career thrown into flux because he went from having a great offensive coordinator to a couple of guys who, frankly, didn't know what they were doing because that's not their area of expertise. That is Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio on the Greg Hill Show here on WEEI. You are listening to the Fitzy and Hart program, sans Fitzy, on this Easter Sunday morning. And Florio created quite a stir last week through Patriot Nation and throughout the NFL when he reported that Bill Belichick has shopped Mac Jones at some point this offseason and he sort of listed potential landing spots but didn't necessarily report which teams uh, had conversations reportedly with the Patriots. I did want to push back a little bit on Florio. I don't know if he's got a mouse in his pocket or something, but uh, when he said we didn't criticize Bill Belichick's decision to go with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, uh, he is not talking talking about Andy Hart, Nick Fitzy Stevens, Fitzy and Hart program, or the Six Rings podcast because we – went after Bill early and often for how hideous a decision that was, how unlikely it was to work, and how, if it were anybody but Bill Belichick, it would probably be considered a fireable offense. And it worked out predictably poorly, wasted a season for the Patriots, cost Matt Patricia his job and, who knows, his reputation in football, and wasted, quite frankly, a year of Mac Jones' development, an important year, year two 
of his development. And joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline to talk about the Patriots, Mac Jones, his buddy Mike Florio, and all things NFL, is a favorite guest of the Six Rings podcast and the Fitzy and Hart program, the one, the only, the incomparable Mike Giardi. Good morning and happy Easter, Mike. Do, do I owe you money for that uh, intro or what? You know this, and you know this to be true. I only speak the truth. I like you. You smell good. You report good. You talk good. You do all those things, so therefore I praise you on this Easter morning. How are you? Thank you, sir. Happy Easter to you as well. Okay, so let's jump right into it. Uh, I don't want to beat around the bush. We just listened to Mike Florio talk about Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and everything that's gone on. And we had the report last week that, quote, unquote, Bill Belichick has shopped Mac Jones this offseason. What did you make of that report? Uh, how much veracity do you think there is to it? And just your reaction to the the ongoing situation between Bill and Mac? I think Mac's name has been out there. It was out there the entire offseason. Now, when when we use the word shop, and I've heard people sort of parse this out and the semantics, but Mike Lombardi types, you know, friend of Belichick, <laughs> he's not shopping him. Well, he didn't shoot it down either. The name came up. And what I don't know and I don't think anyone knows at this point is was this done to a typical Belichick trick to motivate said player and let him know he's earned nothing yet. And he has to go get his job again. And he has to show everybody that he's more like the guy he was as a rookie than what we saw last year. Or was it, I've had enough. I think, you know, our relationship is spoiled and you know, it's time to see if we can get real value for you. And of course you're not going to get real value for him because he's coming off a bad year, you'd be selling low. So I don't know what Belichick's motivation was in that, but, I mean, his name is out there for sure. Okay, I'm going to play the role of Peter King here and say, (laughs) well, I wrote about this on WEEI this week, and to me, motivation would matter. And I think we can look at this a couple different ways. If Bill indeed had some conversations with somebody, and I don't really care who called who, who answered, who listened, who talked, whatever. Let's just say, for for the sake of discussion, let's just say there's some truth to this. Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, there were talks about a trade. If he's doing this... Andy, Andy, they never shot it down. They could have shot it down. He's got his, you know, he's gone to Jim McBride twice this offseason to walk back um, (laughs) quotes that he made that... I think revealed the truth, and then you know we had to walk him back. He, he could have walked us back very easily. Great point. So let's just say there's some truth to this. There are two options, in my opinion. One is the first, and what I think is a, a, a palatable option if you're Patriots fans in a way, and that's Bill has decided, like many Patriots fans have decided, Mac's not that good. He has a ceiling. Mm-hmm. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's a middling, whatever you want to call him, 15 to 20 type quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't have the arm strength. His processing power was overrated, whatever you want to call it. And I'm actually okay with that. I actually made the comparison like they moved on from Jacoby Brissett, right? He made his debut one year, he starts, and then they trade him. And people are like, well, they traded him. No, no, no. They didn't want him anymore. He was either going to get cut or get traded. He got traded. Kevin O'Connell, who is now a uh, developing young coach with the Vikings, third round pick a year later, gone. And Bill was right. These aren't great NFL quarterbacks. These aren't starting NFL quarterbacks. If he made that decision with Mac, I'm fine with it. The other one, though, this idea that Tom Curran has promoted quite a bit on NBC Sports Boston that, you know, Mac's comportment or the way he handled himself or his, uh, I think, whatever Boomer called, Boomer Esiason called his douchiness about him in, in responding to the situation. If Bill's trading him for that reason, I find that unacceptable. And quite frankly, I find that a 
a potential fireable offense for Bill because that you created that. You made that monster. It's the parent you should blame, not the child in this situation. And I don't think Bill has taken proper um, blame for this. You remember that interview with Shaughnessy when he said, if this doesn't work, blame me? Yes. I don't, th- I don't think he's accepted full blame for this. Yet. No, I don't think he's accept- I don't. I Personally, I don't think he's accepted um, blame publicly or privately. And actually, the privately part is the thing that matters to me most because, okay, yes, he made the admission of wrongdoing, if you will, or maybe the crafts made him admit right. the wrongdoing by getting rid of Patricia and bringing in Bill O'Brien and getting a real offensive line coach in Adrian Clem. Okay. Um, Bill hasn't said that I screwed up last year to anybody on that staff. Um, and I don't think to anyone in that building. So on that regard, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think, and you probably get this on social a bit, but I've even heard people opine about it on the air, whether it be TV or radio, that Bill gets the benefit of the doubt. Well, Bill's 25 and 26 in the last three years. They punted on the COVID season. Pretty clear, in my opinion, the way that was structured. They complained about some of the things while teams just powered through, including their former quarterback who went down to Tampa and powered through and won a Super Bowl. Then they, they draft Mac and it's a spend all that money and we're, we're turning the page and this is how we're going to build going forward. And you have an encouraging year that I know ended poorly, but you had an encouraging year and you had a quarterback that played pretty well for a better part of the season in year one. And then he hires Patricia and judge to run his offense. And it was a disaster from, from day one. We saw something in training camp we'd never seen before, which is the offense was completely lost and lost the entire time. I saw Mac Jones scramble more times in training camp practices than should ever be allowed unless you're like, what are we, running the wishbone here? Like, just embarrassingly bad. They had to separate Judge from, from Mac Jones as the year went on, as he lost his influence. And then guess what? Guess who's back on the staff this year? Joe Judge. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does it make any sense? Is that Bill drawing sort of, no, 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 you, you can push me around so far, but I'm keeping that guy on this staff. doesn't make sense to me. And not only that, I'm giving him a promotion, giving him a better title. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. And I think when you're 25 and 26 and you try to motivate players the way you did when you were winning Super Bowls, well, now we've had three years of, of, of data that says, you're a 500 coach with this group. You haven't, you haven't figured out a way to make it work. So why would I completely buy in to what you're saying, especially after you decided, and guys on his own team, forget about the offense, guys on the defense said, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, running the offense? What are we doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're going eight and nine, and you're setting your quarterback back, and now we don't know if he is a 10 to 15 quarterback or if he's a 20 to 25 quarterback because you just wasted a year of his development. And you mentioned his 25 and 26 record. I actually think he's only 25 and 26 because uh, from Tuesday to Sunday, he's still a pretty damn good coach. Absolutely. Coach. I think Absolutely. All the other stuff, he's been, you know, like a five-win coach. Some of the decisions he's made with staffs and roster and approaches to seasons and all of those things have been much worse. But I want to – one last question on this topic before we move on because the horse is about dead here. Um, but this idea that Florio then floated of trading Mac Jones for Trey Lance because there's now been reporting that 
maybe the original target for the 49ers was indeed Mac Jones when they traded up to the third pick in the draft. Why in holy hell on Easter Sunday would that make any sense for the New England Patriots? Um, yeah, I don't, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Uh, he can't. He can't stand on the field. He hasn't proven that when he's on the field that he's anything other than just a guy. Um, I know he's young, obviously, and they. You know, you're going to throw the people that would be pro that are going to throw his athleticism and. Did you see that combine? I mean, that combine. They see his pro day throw from rolling left, throwing right 60 yards. Yeah, well, I saw Zach Wilson do that too. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've seen a lot of guys do that. And then they come and play, and you go, he's not very good. So I don't know if Trey Lance is not very good because we don't have any evidence that he, he is or isn't because he can't stay on the field. So for the same reason that people like, you know, Garoppolo is a favorite target of people around here, including some in the media, like, I ah, can't play against them. I feel I can't stay healthy. You're right. Well, neither can Trey Lance. So you're going to trade a guy who was durable, who played on a worse ankle than I think people even realize. And, of course, they mock him because he's a picture of him looking like he's sobbing as he's coming off the field. Like, he's a pretty tough kid. Uh, Trey Lance might be a tough kid, but Mac Jones plays games. Trey Lance can't play games. I like it. Uh, Mike Giardi joining us, talking Patriots, NFL, all things football. And you had a report this week that the Patriots – um, have at least talked about the idea of adding a veteran quarterback. I think that would um, make a lot of sense. Quite frankly, they only have two quarterbacks on the roster right now, so they at the very least have to add a camp body uh, heading towards the summer and practice action. Uh, a name that we've bandied about on the Six Rings podcast, which, by the way, you haven't been on in a while, so uh, the door is open. Join us anytime. Um, <laughs> hey, I've got some free time. I've heard that, but we don't need to get into that. Uh, XFL is going on right now. Best quarterback in the XFL is a quarterback out of Alabama named A.J. Mm-hmm. McCarron. Do you think A.J. McCarron would make sense for the Patriots to add at this point in time? Yeah, I, I don't hate the idea, but to sort of go back on where we were before, Brian Hoyer is not here anymore. They're paying him $1.4 million to go and play for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, he, he gets a nice contract from the Raiders as well, and this isn't one of those offset things. He gets his one point four from the Patriots, and he's getting whatever the Raiders are paying him. And... Deal. It's hard not to make the dot connection again between, well, Mac was unhappy with the offense. Brian Horror was unhappy with the offense. Brian Horror had been around a bunch of different offenses, McDaniel, O'Brien, all that. Why is he not here? If you, if you want a veteran guy, why is he not here? Look, because if you have to play him for more than a game or two, it's like any, any team with a backup quarterback. It's not going to go that great. That's why they're backups and not starters. But – he knows he's smart. Remember last year we were talking about him, well, at least some people were, about being the offensive coordinator. He mm. should call the plays, which was a bit of a stretch, but like that's how much he knows the offense. And now he's not here? And now you're searching for a veteran backup quarterback? I don't. That doesn't. Same thing. Jacoby Myers spoke out. Started with me in September. I don't know what our plan is. I don't know what we're doing to attack. He's not here anymore either. Isaiah Wynn, definitely not a fan of Bill Belichick. No. To to the flip side, most people not a fan of Isaiah Wynn, (laughs) but he's not going to be here either. Is he he cleansing? Is it like, you know what, I got pushback from these people. I'm not doing this anymore. So this is just something to sort of monitor going forward. So is this business or personal? (laughs) Some of it feels a little personal. And I think that's that's part of what you were saying. Tuesday through Saturday, it's a really good coach. You know, still puts guys, 
generally, although last year was a little, there were some, there were some blips in that, but generally puts guys in the best position to succeed. Um, but uh, he, he's always had this streak in him and the streak gets, you know, glossed over because he's won Super Bowls and I get it. I would defend him too. I, I mean, I still think he's one of the top five coaches in the league from an X's and O standpoint, but some of this other stuff, again, you could probably get away with it when you're winning and you're going to the AFC title game every year, but when you're 25 and 26, it makes you wonder again where this is headed. So we are headed as a, uh, as a football world towards the NFL draft. And I am finding myself as someone who will be doing six hours of radio on draft night from <laughs> six to midnight. Uh, I am finding myself more and more in love with the idea specifically of Zay Flowers from Boston College potentially being a Patriots target in the first round, whether it's 14 or trade down, whatever. But just this emphasis that they appear to be very interested in the top receivers on the draft board. They've been tied to Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quinton Johnston, and Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers was at Gillette this past week. I know there's a divide in Patriot Nation. We need a number one receiver, but last time they drafted a number one receiver in the first round, he was not a number one receiver. He stunk. Should I be getting my hopes up that the Patriots will at least be strongly considering a first-round wide receiver? So I'm I'm intrigued by this draft process this year and by that selection, whether they keep it, whether they move back, which has obviously been their their uh, consistent habit over the years. Yep. Um, and one of the reasons I'm intrigued by it is I don't think Bill would draft a wide receiver at 14. So. I think Bill looks at that position and says, well, we can, we can, we can figure it out. You know, and they've tried to figure it out. And again, to as well, as I've had defensive coordinators tell me from the combine, like there was no challenge in defending them. There was nothing that they had. They had nothing on the outside that made us go, we got to figure out a way to stop that guy. Nope. They didn't have that. You could argue they haven't had it for, multiple years now obviously it was julian probably in his prime gronk in his prime different sort of animals but same sort of like you got to figure out a way to stop those guys they haven't had anyone on their offense since uh well probably since antonio brown was here for nine days or whatever it was uh in that waste and debacle of a of a signing um so i I look at it and say if they draft a wide receiver that whole collaborative uh, collaboration thing that we we heard a couple years ago to me, that would smell of collaboration and Matt Groh with more control over the draft board than Bill, because I still think Bill operates with a mindset that goes back to, you know, how he drafted teams in 2008, how he drafted teams and created teams in 2013 or 15 or 18. I don't, I don't necessarily think that his viewpoint has changed, which is why, to me, if they draft a big boy – on the offensive line or even some on the defensive line, then I would say that's more of a Belichick pick. That's more of what I expect. And I'll be real with you. I want him to draft an offensive lineman. I don't think their offensive line was very good. They they signed what three guys uh, at right tackle between Kajust uh, Anderson and, and Riley reef. Like, okay, you're just throwing one of those against the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah, that's what the Red Sox play. did once. Remember David Ortiz? Yeah. They just threw it against yeah. the wall, and boom, best DH ever. Mm. Um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's an interesting one, Andy. I, I don't know that Riley Reef or, or Anderson is going to be that guy. I, 
would say. Um, so to me, like, get me that guy. Like they tried to do with Isaiah, right? Like, yep. and and Isaiah gave you a couple good years of football. Never became the you know the the rock solid left tackle that you were hoping the left tackle of the next ten years. But he did give you a couple years where he was a good player, and then you decided to move him to right tackle and put Trent back at left, and that just set this whole fifth year on a downward spiral before we even really got started. So, you know, I I, I just think that they were so. Um, inept at times protecting the quarterback last year and even you know in in essence at times trying to move people and I think that's where I think there's a couple right tackles in particular that I say you could plug and play right away and you know maybe have somebody there for the next eight ten years you don't have to worry about last one from me but I guess that's obvious since Fitzy uh, took the day off and isn't here it has to be the last one from just me uh you just used the phrase next couple of years and I wanted to ask you about the next couple of years so we have the 2023 season we have the 2024 season Bill Belichick is approaching a record Mac Jones is approaching sort of a pivot point in any young player and certainly a quarterback's career with a fifth year option on the horizon next spring 2025 more likely to be with the New England Patriots Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, both, neither. 2025. So you're talking after three years? next year. Two years. Like this season, oh, next season. Uh, I think they're both here. Both? You just stunned. Yeah, but I don't I but I, I don't I don't think that Matt like look, again, just going based on Both? He's shopping him. Yeah. Mm. And he could get canned. Yeah. One could get canned, one could get traded. And you got I don't both. Think, here? I don't think I don't think Belichick's getting canned unless they're like six and eleven next year. Oh, so what's that? Two wins less. Only two wins. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Both. Just saying. Wow. I don't. You're I don't surprised think, me I don't there. think he gets. I don't think he gets canned, and I think Max going to have look. And I say this: I, I don't care who starts a quarterback. I don't care if it's Bailey Zappi. I don't care if they draft a guy. I don't care if they sign a guy off the street. I don't care if A.J. McCarron comes in there as the best quarterback and they play him. Like, play the best guy. Like, that's fine. I just think what they did to Mac last year after what I saw of him as a rookie, where I thought, hey, pretty good. He's pretty good. Maybe not great. Maybe never going to be the franchise guy, but maybe someone you could win with for the next eight, ten years. Uh, They derailed that whole thing. And they cast doubt not only in their locker room, but they cast doubt with the fan base, and we get the zappy chance. And, like, that was all self-created. Largely by Bill. Matt gets some blame, obviously, because it's your performance, dude. you got to own it. Um, but they didn't put him in the best place to succeed, and you saw what you got there. We did, and we saw what we got here, which was a great segment from the best NFL insider and Patriots reporter around Mike Giardi, a.k.a. the future host of the Andy Hart program, if Andy Hart <laughs> ever gets his own program. But I am enjoying that role today, Fitzy and Hart. Mike Giardi, we appreciate the time on your Easter Sunday. What do you got on the uh, the dinner menu today? Uh, let's see. We got, you know, your basics. We got, like, the the, the brown sugar ham. You got the nice. sweet potatoes. You got some hash brown stuff that somebody makes that's really good that it probably has nothing good in it for you, but that, like, literally gets inhaled like nothing else and a lot of desserts key lime pie is on the table today oh key lime pie is the absolute best just like mike giardi himself enjoy your easter dinner and appreciate the time today mike thanks thanks andy see ya 
That is Mike Giardi, Patriots insider, NFL insider. This is the Fitzy and Hart program cruising through the first hour of what's just more than an hour-long show leading into Red Sox baseball. Red Sox in Detroit playing the Tigers. 617-779-7937. If you want to react to anything Mike Giardi just said, most notably of which from this perspective is that in 2025, he believes that not only will Bill Belichick still be the head coach of the New England Patriots, he believes that Mac Jones will be the quarterback of the New England Patriots for that season. He's Mike Giardi. I'm Andy Hart, and this is WEEI. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 